Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. For your trade and pay less on your new ride. Best selection with over 1,500 vehicles priced at or below dealer cost. MaxMotors.com. See dealer for details. At Vasquez Commercial Contracting, proud members of the Kansas City Power Partners, providing project excellence is not a phase taken lightly. We take pride in being a local design and build contractor, a single partner for electrical and mechanical needs. At Vasquez, we don't meet our partners' expectations. We exceed them. For more information on getting a bid for your next project, visit VasquezCC.com. Once again, that's VasquezCC.com. Providing project excellence. Vasquez Commercial Contracting. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Creamer, Sansone, <clears throat> Talking Chiefs. In Royals, Chiefs training camp, and of course, Kansas City Royals with the big trade of Danny Duffy, and also a Royals team that's won eight of nine games, which makes tomorrow's trade deadline at three o'clock central even more important. That's why we talk to our Royals insider, Josh Vernier. What's up, Vern? What's going on, Bank? How you doing, buddy? Hey, good. You and I've uh, you and I've spoke to Danny Duffy quite a bit. It's been yeah. uh, one of those guys we've seen, you know, grow up through this team. We've seen the highs, we've seen the lows, we've seen an unselfish guy. When he talks to the media after game, whenever I'd go down there and talk to him and send it up to you as the Royals insider for Vern's postgame show. And as I mentioned earlier, he'd throw eight innings of, you know, two-hit baseball and one run. But he'd give credit to Salvador Perez. He'd give credit to Whit Merrifield's catches or Alex Gordon's catches. This guy was unselfish but loved playing for this team. What's your first reaction when you heard Duffy going to the Dodgers? I was surprised that someone was willing to part with something for Danny Duffy, a guy that's been on the IL twice with a forearm strain, a guy that really, um, you know, has never been the horse or the ace of a rotation, has never been the guy in a bullpen. I'll be interested to see how the Dodgers use him moving forward. Honestly, I think the biggest spot that Danny Duffy's ever thrived in was the World Baseball Classic back in 2016. So we're going to see Danny Duffy. Now, I know he pitched in the 2015 World Series, and I know he pitched once in the 2014 uh, postseason, but Duffy was never really in a big, big spot for that team in 14 and 15. So I'm interested to see uh, how Dave Roberts uses him and how he reacts to the most pressurized spot, really, of his 
big league career where he's not as beloved as he is in Kansas City. That's a new fan base that really doesn't feel any sort of way about Danny Duffy. So I'll be interested to see the reaction of Dodger fans when he gets in a meaningful game come October. But then also the return. Um, as far as the Royals sending Danny Duffy and Cash to the Dodgers for a player to be named later, um, again, you're, you're hoping for and you were expecting a boomer bust prospect in return because, again, you're, you're sending a guy with forearm issues that has never been really the horse of a rotation or a bullpen. Uh, you're sending that and that contract, which is about $7 million, to the Dodgers, so we need to... Uh, take it all with a grain of salt and just honestly be grateful that the Dodgers are willing to send anything our way for a two-month rental of a guy that's on the I.L. You know, no question about it. Dave Moore talked about, you know, healthier. There's more teams that are going to be involved. And this is as much as the deadline comes up tomorrow. Do you honestly, I mean, he, Vern, he, you know, he talk, Dave Moore talked about it. he didn't want to trade Santana, doesn't want to trade Merrifield. Doesn't mean he won't do it. You know, he says they're still open for business. And we know what that means. There's going to be calls coming in. I don't know how active those calls are at this point. Certainly, Whit Merrifield probably has some calls now that they're quote, more open to moving him. Your gut feeling, not what you want to happen, but what you expect to happen by the trade deadline tomorrow. Well, um, more deals like this. I mean, if a team calls and offers something for Jorge Soler, I think you need to take it. If a team calls and offers you something for Gerard Dyson or Greg Holland or Michael A. Taylor, I think you need to take it. Uh, Scott Barlow, Whit Merrifield, anything that is going to be newsworthy, I don't think that phone call comes across Dayton Moore's desk. I'm sure there's going to be calls inquiring about Whit Merrifield, uh, but Whit Merrifield right now has an OPS of uh, 719, Nikki Lopez sitting at 717. If you're an opposing general manager, uh, when you call Dayton Moore, I don't think that opposing general manager views Whit Merrifield the same way you and I think. I don't think they view Whit Merrifield the same way you and I view him. Because to me, Whit Merrifield's so much better than a 719 OPS. He's a 770, 70, uh, 780 OPS, near 800 OPS type of guy. Um, and I don't think they're going to get that type of offer. The way that I view Whit Merrifield is he is a versatile, base-stealing hit machine that's great in the clubhouse and great in the community. Uh, in Kansas City, man, that matters uh, just a little bit more. So to part with a player like that, who at most makes $7 million over the next 200 games of his professional career. If I'm going to part with that type of player who I believe to be a 780-800 OPS guy who's versatile, can run the bases, run the bases and is great in the clubhouse, I need a haul in return. I need more yeah. than what the Pirates got for Adam Frazier, and I don't think that's Whoa. going to come across the desk of Dayton Moore. Wow. And Adam Frazier, <laughs> haul would be quite nice. For the Kansas City Royals, I you know I look at Santana. These guys have an extra year. I think these guys are integral for uh, the 2022 team. I know you're kind Santana. Of, you you want to hang on to him? You know I would. I yeah. would. I, I just think, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, he's a fantastic player. Yeah, I'm not opposed to him being on the team. As but DH, if someone's Nick, willing to DH, take DH and yeah. Prado at first, right out of the gate, you want Prado opening day? Well, <laughs> Because I think you could go Dozier at first, uh, Bobby Witt Jr. at third base on opening day. 
uh, Santana at DH, and then when Nick Prado's ready, maybe you move Carlos Santana next season. Uh, the Prado thing, I understand. Listen, he's tearing right up now, AAA, moving- but I understand there's a gap. I like, I get that. Like, I'm not enamored by those numbers. I sit there and say, all right, wait a second. I've seen a lot of guys do this, but you got to do this here. Daniel Lynch learned that, but then he came back and was not did a nice job. But there's a huge gap between minor league baseball. I get that with Prado. So real quick, I guess I, you don't want to hurry him, but at some point he is yeah. coming up here. Well, of course, yeah. next year. Um, as hopefully. As far as Carlos Santana, I honestly think the return would be better next year at the deadline than it would be this year because this year it's basically just a money dump. You're trying to get rid of $10.5 million, so it would be a lesser-than return. And, again, I'm, if someone's willing to take him and you can get a piece that you like, that this front office likes, I'm all for it. But I certainly wouldn't be uh, crestfallen if, if Carlos Santana is on this team next year. Someone asked me earlier, Vern, I thought it was a good question. I've thought about this too. You're trying to put the pieces together for next year's roster with his team. And they asked about Nicky Lopez. And I was thinking that too. I, you know, he's been a real pleasant surprise for the Royals organization this year. A guy that would, did not have a good spring was going to start in AAA. But since June 15th, he's in over 350. He's done a nice job. Yeah. He's proven he can hit at the major league level. Now, the power not be there, but he gets on base and does kind of the Johnny on the spot things. And Prada was the other guy, obviously, something in the organization, because he, he certainly put his name back up there, uh, Prado did this year. But Nicky Lopez here at the Major League level, all right, say Bobby Wood Jr. does get called up, and Mondesi starts off healthy. I know that's a big if. You're going next season, you're talking? Next season. I'm looking at okay. 2022. Where do you put okay. Nicky Lopez? Is he a utility second guy? Base. Uh, okay, second no, base. Okay, second base. Yeah, I, I think he's a second baseman. I'd have him as my nine hitter. Uh, I, I'd love Nicky Lopez in that spot. Uh, look, ideally, uh, you know, I, ideally and under the impression that this team is going for it again next year and Santana, Witt, and Miner and everybody's back, yeah, I, I would go Dozier at first, Nicky at second, Mondi at short, Bobby Witt at third, Salvi behind the dish, Ben Attendee in left. Man, if, if you're going for it, you got to go sign a, a, a good center fielder, which is why I don't think they'll truly go for it, which is why I'm in favor of selling. Um, but, you know, Michael A. Taylor maybe ends up returning in some fashion in center field and then Whit Merrifield out in right. Uh, that, that, that's how I would do it. But Nicky Lopez is way too good of a player to be a utility infielder. Now, the, the, the calls, if Dayton Moore's getting calls about Nicky Lopez, that's how a playoff team views him. They view him as a utility guy, a guy that can play short, second in a pinch, and uh, can be a, a jack of all trades. But he means more to Kansas City than he would to a team trying to acquire him at the deadline. So, yeah, not only do I have Nicky staying the rest of this season, I have him in the opening day lineup 2022. What if what if Montessi gets hurt? Like, who's your first move to shortstop then? He is hurt. I, I know he is. <laughs> I'm saying next year, Vern. All oh, right. okay, so this now is, he's hurting again next year. I'm just saying is, it could happen, yeah, though. I mean, obviously, I mean, of course it's, it could. It, it's a it realistic likely will. possibility. It's realistic because yeah. he hadn't put right. those, those games. Okay, he gets hurt. You putting Bobby at short, or are you going Nicky? Bobby, are you, okay. okay. So you see, so Bobby is your shortstop of the future. Yes. Okay. So if yeah, you yeah. I'm not Monty, moving Bobby. Gonna, okay. So Monty would be at short if he's healthy. What happens down the line if he stays healthy? Does Mondesi then go to shortstop and Bobby Witt Jr. is your shortstop? Um, again, we're, we're getting pretty far down the road in this hypothetical. I'll find a spot. My answer is I'll find a spot. Adelberto Mondesi is such a freaky talent. 
whether it's second base, it's third base, it's center field, it's DH, it's corner outfield. He can play anywhere, to be quite honest with you. Anywhere outside of the mound and behind the dish, I think Adalberto Mondesi can play the other seven positions. So, uh, okay, Mondesi gets hurt. Bobby Witt Jr. is your shortstop. He continues to thrive. We're not taking him off of that because he's shown the ability to stay healthy, and we're not going to mess with Bobby Witt Jr. So, okay, you're the shortstop for the next 15 years. Mondi, all right, who's hurt? Is anybody hurt? Uh, can you fill in for anyone else? No? Okay, well, then what spot? Who, who's the worst hitter on our team? That's the spot that Adalberto Mondesi goes to. You find a spot for him if he's healthy. All right, Vern, we'll get back to the Royals in a second, but I want your instant reaction, all right? So we know oh. Duffy's going to the Dodgers, right? He's on the IEL right now, but he'll he'll pitch for him eventually. Per pass. breaking news? Per pass. The Los Angeles Dodgers are making significant progress on a deal that would send them Max Scherzer. And Trey <laughs> Turner. And Trey Turner. You freaking kids. No, I'm not kidding. Stop you. it. I'm not Is kidding. Is this an you, authentic man. account? Yeah, are it's you passing. sure? Blue check mark? It's passing. It's blue check mark passing. Yes, blue check mark passing. Can't confirm. Oh my God. Yeah, I see Robert Murray on it as well. Holy cow. Man, how about these clubhouses? That, by the way, Bakley, if this happens, goodbye, Padres. Good, that clubhouse has already been so messed up with bringing in Adam Frazier, and when you bring in Adam Frazier, you're telling Will Myers and Eric Hosmer, you guys are now platoon players. Those guys are very loud voices and highly paid individuals inside that clubhouse, so I have to imagine there was already somewhat of a rift. Then they believe they're bringing in Max Scherzer, only to find out he and one of the best shortstops in baseball is going to the rival Dodgers. Padres, goodbye. It is now Dodgers-Giants for the NL West. Holy cow. If that happened, <laughs> Trey Turner. Are yeah, you, yeah. Trey Turner yeah. might is one of the most – Underrated players in baseball. I don't Top know five they're most put underrated everybody. players in baseball. He's a free agent after this season, though, so um, we'll take that into account. Oh, um, wow. Wow. I know, man. I know the rich I get can't richer, wait man. for those games. Man, yeah. that NL West is a blast. You better be staying. I know you're oh, staying up late. I do. I watch them. Yeah. And I know Crame Dog's staying up oh, late. Oh, the dog stays up, man. He stays Everybody better YouTube. be staying up late. Yeah, I'm with you. And all right, back to the Royals, Vern. We had a little okay. fun there with the uh, Dodgers. Woo. Biting everybody, literally. My Super word. teams. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Mookie if, Betts and Trey Turner at the top of a lineup? Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. Mad Good Max luck, in that rotation. I mean, it, it, it's, it's sick and ridiculous all at the same time. I mean, I mean Trey some, Turner and Mookie Betts are, are man, th- those are like two of the, if you're starting a team, and then you throw on top Turner and Bellinger and get out of here, man. <laughs> Is Corey Seager healthy? I don't know. Uh, Good yeah. Lord. Wow. Okay. All right. My All right. bad. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. You, you're the one that sprung breaking news no, on me. I had to. I, well, I, can, I like this instant reaction, Vern. I like this stuff. This is good stuff. I like when, when things break and to get your opinion on baseball. You and I text back and forth about this crap all the time. So That's it's right. nice to talk to crap with you on the radio. You know what I'm saying? All I right. do. I do. So you were talking also. I heard your post-game show, the Vern's post-game show, and you were talking about this this time right now. It's different than September. And I brought up September right. numbers before because last year's September numbers were real. I mean, there's extended playoffs. You got the best of the best. You only had two months, a 
essentially, yeah, July 24th, but really two months of baseball. So September ma- numbers did matter for the first time yeah. in a long time. No, they did. Yeah, yeah but okay, did they? Well, because listen, I think they did because more teams okay, were in the playoffs. But you, you need to understand this, Binkley. You need to understand your audience. Your audience last September watched Adalberto Mondesi perform like he's one of the best players in the world and then turn around and do nothing mm-hmm. this season. So last September, he put in your audience and to Royals fans was the same as September of 2019 when mm-hmm. Dozier and Keller and Mondesi were raring to go and the same as 2018 as well. So even though, yes, I understand what you're saying, but you're getting caught up in minutia. Last September was just another forgettable, meaningless September. Okay, what do you what do you what do you make of this? Because we were all down that that Orioles right after the break. Like I, I called them the booty call of Major League Baseball. That's who you want to play. <laughs> no, it is. That's the three AM bat your eye, you know, maybe you're gonna get a phone number type person. You know what I'm saying? The Orioles. But they went no, two out of three. And I said, you know, this this is this is the way it'll probably play out. I even said that. I said this is the way it's probably gonna play out, probably gonna lose two of three. But they did. But now all of a sudden they're on a roll, nine and three. Since the break, they they swept the Brewers, swept the uh, swept the Tigers, three of four from the White Sox, um, as you predicted. I did predict that, yeah, because as I mean, you predicted, baseball's so unpredictable, man. It didn't matter who's pitching, what you just never know. But eight of nine since Duffy and Singer went on the uh, the, the IL on the twentieth, yeah. the starters yeah. been quality starts, sub two ERA. Keller's gone four straight quality starts. I mean, Daniel Lynch looked good when he got called up. What are you making at all of this recent stretch before I get into Jorge Soler? Well, we we talked, I talked about the step forward in 2021. And while guys like Mondesi and Dozier and, in my opinion, Brad Keller are not going to be able to take that step forward. And honestly, I don't think that clubhouse is going to be able to take that step forward that I was hoping it would. In 2021, I, I I just don't think you're going to be in the playoff race at any point over the final two months, and I needed that for this clubhouse to prepare itself for a playoff bust run in 2022. So, okay, so the clubhouse and the offense and the defense and a lot of the position players, they can't take that step forward. Well, outside of Nicky Lopez, I think if Nicky can keep this up over the final 60 games, uh, that will indeed Uh, fall under the category of taking a step forward in his career. But the young pitching can. Brady Singer, Chris Bubich, uh, Jackson Kowar, Daniel Lynch, you know the names, Carlos Hernandez, those guys to me can still take that step forward. Carlos Hernandez continues to do just that. We're seeing him uh, repeating his delivery, uh, not having uh, so many moving parts in his delivery, just, you know, getting rid of... The windup, just pitch from the stretch and just attack. The less movement, the better. The easier it is to repeat your delivery. That has been a struggle uh, for the young Hernandez to accept that and then execute that. Today was the best he's done at understanding, agreeing, and executing. Uh, Chris Bubich, utilizing that curveball, utilizing that third pitch, evolving as a big leaguer, evolving as a pitcher. I think that's him taking that step forward. I would expect Brady Singer during this time on the IL to maybe allow that lesson to wash over him, that I do need to utilize my third pitch. I do need to work on that changeup in-game down the stretch. Even if the results aren't always there, I need to work on it because I need to have that in my back pocket because you're seeing how much it can help uh, when you don't have your fastball or your slider, you have another option. Um, 
So we're, we're seeing the step forward with Singer, or we hopefully will with Singer. We're seeing it with Hernandez. We're seeing it with Bubich. Uh, we'll see with Daniel Lynch. Uh, he was awesome against Detroit, but boy, oh boy, does he have a humongous test tomorrow against Toronto. So to me, the young pitching and Nicky Lopez, uh, that to me is what I'm uh, encouraged by. That's what I'm excited about. And that's what I'm watching for down the stretch because the step forward of 2021 can still be a rousing success if those young pitchers are in the mindset of 2022 is when we lead the way, is when we dominate. If those guys come to camp in spring of 22, ready to be the anchors of not just the rotation, but the anchors of the team. Guys, like Salvi, get on my back. Uh, Mondesi, get on my back. Daniel Lynch is now a number one. Uh, Keller's that horse. Bubich is that bulldog. Hernandez has that four-pitch mix. So the young pitching to me is spearheaded this hot streak, and hopefully we'll be at the forefront of the step forward here in 21. All right, two more questions for you, Vern, that'll get you out of here. I greatly appreciate you coming yeah. on, Josh Vern, our Royals insider. First question, the White Sox, we saw them today. They're next to the Royals to be last in the American League in home runs. They've got 108. The Royals have 104. Not a big difference. They are third in runs scored. I'm not wildly impressed by the White Sox. Never have. I know what their record is. I'm concerned really? about No, nah, I mean – I'm not wild about them in the postseason. Now, listen, going forward, the White Sox. it's not about home runs in the postseason. It's about pitching, and they have the best rotation in the American League. Except they were diced up the last two nights with Giolito and Rodon. Okay, in Kansas City, that stuff happens. I get it's over 100 degrees, whatever it's going to happen. But the other team, uh, the Cleveland Indians. Do you, you know, see they, that lineup? They trade Chicago throughout. They there? trade Hernandez to the White Sox from Cleveland, which is unusual. Yeah, and the White Sox just got Jimenez back. They're going to get Luis Robert back. They might make another okay. move. Well, Francona steps head, down over Cleveland. So what I'm saying is Hendricks and Kopech okay. and Crochet out of that bullpen. No man, I not doubting this can't be a good team in the future. But I just kind of want to know your overall view on the on the AL Central because. Minnesota's got some issues, man. We all know that. They're supposed to be better than what they are. Detroit, I think, is on the come-up. The Royals on the come-up. Of course, Detroit is with those young prospects. It was going to be a different point. They're not quite ready for prime time. They're kind of like the Royals are, to be quite honest with you. But then the Cleveland Indians with Frank Kona stepping away. Hopefully, he comes back. He stepped away for health reasons today. I don't like Cleveland. I never have this season. Uh, I, I think that's waving the white flag when you well, trade inside the division. it's a wrap for this season. This is I, Chicago's I division. But, but, if, you, if you want a breakdown, there it is. Okay, but who's their challenger is all I'm saying. Kansas City or Detroit? They don't have a challenger. Okay. This is their division. Yeah, no, the American League Central's been done. The American League, to me, comes down to two teams. Uh, to me, it's it's down to Boston and Chicago. If Chris Sale returns and is the Chris Sale we all remember, I think Boston is the favorite. Um, if he is not that Chris Sale, I think the White Sox are the favorite to come out of the American League. I mean, I love the Houston offense, and I like the moves that they're making to bolster their bullpen. Uh, Houston is scary, um, but I need them. I don't trust their rotation right now. Um, we'll see if they can make an addition prior to the deadline, but uh, yeah, I would say the White Sox are my favorite in the American League, followed by the Red Sox and then the Astros, number three. Yeah, th- this division is a wrap, uh, not just this year, but probably next year as well. 2023 is the year where uh, Detroit's pitching, Cleveland's pitching, Kansas City's pitching. Uh, Who's done the best job in the arms race between those three teams? Because you look ahead to 2023, 
everyone that you like on this White Sox team, they're still under contract for the most part mm-hmm. in 2023. I mean, it's everyone outside of Jose Abreu, Robert uh, Jimenez, Anderson, Madrigal, Hendricks, that entire rotation. Uh, they're all under contract for another uh, three seasons. So Chicago's not going anywhere, and I don't think they'll be challenged for the title until 23 by whichever one of those three teams I mentioned has done the best job of uh, keeping their pitchers healthy and allowing them to stretch out and develop at the big league level. And final question for you, Vern. Oh, by the way, it's nice to know that uh, Dayton recognized Chester somewhere in some meaning. So Why? Dayton actually, I don't know, Dayton actually met Chester. They were some conv- How do you know this? Because Chester called in and said he did. Did he really? Yeah, it was some I, convention or something they were at, and he acknowledged him. Oh, well, that's Isn't that very what he said, nice. Kramer? He was yes. talking about being acknowledged. Yes. I was, I was listening. Like, I never heard yeah. Chester. When did, yeah, when it was Chester. Chester. I just right at the beginning on. of the show. Yeah, right at the beginning, oh, man. Okay. Like around I must the, have been walking it, out to the car. Yeah, I need some positive. It's like 530. Yeah, you do sweat a lot, Vern. That's one thing you've always done. I, you, you it's 110. I know. I know it's hot, man. Uh, all right, final question, because I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to talk about this guy next. He has a show on with Fesco in the morning, 935. Each Tuesday, his name's Brad Keller. He's really turned it around. His last four quality starts. Said yeah. he's been working on saying some things. I'll play some audio of Brad Keller saying why it's different. Real quick from you, what have you noticed different from Brad Keller? Is this somebody we can believe in now? Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I I, I don't think you did either. I, I never really lost faith I didn't in either. Brad Keller. It was, to me... It, Honestly, I would say it was 60-40 mental more than physical. Yes, he was overthrowing front shoulder, flying open, trying to you know throw the ball past every single hitter, uh, amping up a little bit, leaving the pitches up in the zone. So, you know, the mechanical stuff, yeah, okay, yeah. There, there's always mechanical things that you can address. But to me, it was all upstairs with Brad Keller. And if you go through it start by start, you could really see how these uh, doubts crept into the mind of the 26-year-old, whether it's the tough luck or the bad defense or the pressing early on in the season, those things all kind of snowballed and really ruined the first half of his season. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him turn it around and have a sub-four second-half ERA uh, look to be the horse of this rotation once again, put himself in position to be the opening day starter Next season, um, yeah, I, I still have all the faith in the world that Brad Keller can be a number three on a championship team, and mm-hmm. I'll be very confident about Brad Keller next season because of the mental hurdles he was able to clear this season. I would imagine that those lessons will pay dividends moving forward. Big baby, let's go. That's right. Josh Vernier, Royals insider. All over the KNC Royals, pleasure to listen to before and after every single game. I love to listen to Vern after every game on Vern's post-game show and the pre-game show as well. By the way, that dude you had on the day, over 30 home runs. I mean, dude was flying through it on your three strikes. Oh, forgot Moose. He forgot Moose. Did he forget? Did he say anybody over 30? He forgot George Brett. I mean, George Brett said 30. Space. You said 30 or over, Chili right? Davis, yeah. What about Gary Gaetti? Yeah, that would have worked as well. Dean Palmer. <laughs> Good old Dean Palmer. Yeah. But he, like, he was cruising, man. But you forget George Brett. How? That's like the know. ultimate free space. He it's didn't like, do it very often. Uh, yeah, no, I I understand. It's it's like talking about the Chiefs and not mentioning Patrick Mahomes. It 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 doesn't make sense to me. You agree that when it's all said and done, Salvi will be the second greatest Royal of all time, right? Uh, yes, hundred okay. percent. He's getting the statue with the ever flowing water with the bucket. That's that's gonna happen. Ooh, 
Ooh, I'm not kidding you. It will that's be a, tasty. It will like be a that. Gatorade ever-flowing bucket, whatever stadium. If they move downtown or out there, they'll probably – if they put the statue out here, they'll move it downtown or whatever. But it's going to be an ever-flowing bucket of water. People love taking their pictures by that billboard. And it's like a fountain, right? Yeah, city of fountains? Yeah, oh, yeah my city God. of fountains. Kid. It's an, and the Bravo, kids Binkley. Their, I'm stealing that. Yeah, and the kids can dunk their that. heads under it when it's hot right. or the adults can. The dogs. They get their bark, picture with it. Park. Yes. Oh, man. Mark at the park. Dogs what a brilliant a idea. Hey, dogs. Royals, are you listening to Binkley's yes. got all the answers? Ever-flowing bucket. People took the pictures when they <laughs> had the billboard. Bucket. They would do it there. When it gets cold, you might. Well, it'll turn nice. That's what you should call it'll this show, nice. an ever-flowing bucket of football talk. Yeah, well, we're talking Royals, but we're going to talk some football, <laughs> all right. too. All right, Vern, you've been right. kind enough. Josh Vern, right, your Royals insider. Take care, buddy. Later. There you go, Vern there. I mentioned Brad Keller. He was on with Fesco in the morning. Like, Brad Keller... He's got back to the forum like, this is something you want to see. This 2021 checklist is finally starting to come together. There's a few more boxes. Yes, it's early. Got to finish strong. Got to finish strong. Brad Keller, why he's turned things around from himself. Next. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, Kramer, and Sone right here on 610 Sports Radio. The home of the Royals, the home of the Chiefs. That's what you want. The Royals and Chiefs. I mean, in this town, come on, man. Brad Keller, nice, nice month. Four straight quality starts. That mental side, getting back to where he wants. He was on Fesco in the morning this morning. Brad Keller Show, 935 each and every Tuesday. Check out the full interview on demand, 16sports.com or the odyssey.com app. This is what he told Fesco and Kling. In Wachowski about his last month, why things have turned around for him? Yeah, I mean it, it's been a good month. Um, you know, just trying to carry on into the next month. But honestly, after that Boston start in Fenway, um, me and Cal kind of sat down and was really looking at some video, found some things that um, that we really didn't notice before. Like we noticed it, but we thought it was other things that was causing me not to get in the right position. Um, and so we went out there and just did a bunch of drills, and I still incorporate those drills before even playing catch every single day, um, just trying to get that, uh, you know, that muscle pattern down and um, really trying to focus in on every throw and every, uh, like, everything that's going on with my mechanics. Um, and I think that's been a huge adjustment. I think um, it's allowed me, I, I think, early in the year, um, you know, I'd lose my mechanics. It would take me, you know, a couple hitters or even an inning to get them back. And, you know, next thing you know, there's four runs on the board or a couple walks. And, you know, I'm, I'm throwing 40 pitches in an inning. It's like now I feel like I'm able to, if I lose my mechanics, I'm able to get it back, like, within the batter um, and kind of, like, battle back and, and count and um, get some guys out that way. But I think just, you know, the mechanical adjustments have given me confidence to go out there and, you know, uh, attack guys and, Use my whole repertoire, able to throw my changeup a lot more. Um, my breaking ball, I feel like I'm able to put it, you know, for a put away or for a strike. Um, it's just, it's just kind of giving me a whole lot more confidence to go out there and, and compete. And same thing with my fastball. I feel like that's one thing. Earlier this year, I was living on one half of the plate, and you tell any major league hitter it's going to go only up to one half of the plate. You know, they're just going to tee off on it. So I feel like now I'm able to, you know, move the ball in and out and up and down. Um, it's just kind of been. Uh, a whole different – I feel like I'm a whole different um, pitcher now this past past month versus I was earlier solely based on um, some mechanical adjustments that allowed me to get more confidence.
Love it. Glad it happened. We know how good this guy could be. We know how good this guy's been. Brad Keller, man. Rose is going to need this guy in the future. It is a great sign to see his turnaround with the Kansas City Royals. He also had some things on Daniel Lynch. Why is the second go around Daniel Lynch? Why is that going to work compared to the first time? Bring you that. Our breaks are a little bit messed up because we had that press conference on live earlier, but I'll bring you that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Bank at Night, Jay Binkley, Kramer Sansone. Cody Gold, last two days. They Clyde Edwards Hilaire yesterday and Chris Jones today. Fun interview. Yeah, that snow cone thing. They're going to do that daily. Yeah, we've got him a snow cone. I don't know if they're going to do it all the time or not, but they got Chris Jones one. Said he wanted one, so Cody wouldn't got it. I mean, if you want to talk to Chris Jones every single day, I'd give him a snow cone. Hey, yeah, he told a great to story about Jerry Reed. I'll bring that up later. But it was a good interview. Great interview. It was going to be Travis Kelsey, but then he walked off in practice with the with the hip tightness. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say Cody Gold curse, but you can say whatever you want. It was before the interview, but I'm just saying. You saw what they did to Skylar Thompson last year in college. It happens. Pro, college, didn't matter. Regardless, tomorrow I started doing Odyssey. Of course, we're an Odyssey station. Uh, Chiefs training camp live. And you can get on the Odyssey app on Fridays and Mondays. Through the through the uh, preseason as well, right until the regular season, whatever's going on camp, I'll fill you in on the Odyssey app. You can check it out whenever you want. But mention Brad Keller because he was talking about Daniel Lynch as well. And he was asked about Daniel Lynch, especially that last start. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the most impressive starts we've gotten all season. I, I did not mean to leave him out. Um, you know, I was just thinking this series. But, no, that was one of the, like I said, most impressive starts. He was dominating with, with everything. I mean, swing and miss stuff the whole game. Um, it, it didn't even look like he tired out at all. Like, all from the first inning to the eighth inning, it looked the exact same. was getting amped out there. Like, it was a lot of fun to watch, especially with how – um, you know, his first three starts in the big leagues went, you know, yeah. to see him go out there. And I think that's a huge confidence builder for himself. I mean, it, it just goes out there and proves to him that he can do it. And every, like everyone already knew he's, you know, his, his talent, his capability. Um, and I think for him to go out there and prove to himself, um, you know, was really good. And I'm excited to watch his next few starts and see how the rest of the season unfolds because he's got really good stuff. And, and it's really exciting for um, for this organization, honestly, it's um, for him to get up here and, and dominate and continue to dominate. It's going to be awesome. Again, he's got to back it up, right? You know, got to do it again. I mean, once is great. It's a great start from Daniel Lynch. The guy's got electric stuff. There's a reason he's the 21st best prospect in all of baseball. He's got the goods. Dude can hit 99, probably even triple digits. Daniel Lynch matters. Now, here was uh, Brad Keller on what he noticed different from when he was up here before to the Daniel Lynch you're saying now? I just think his confidence was 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 really high. I thought, one, his command was great. He got ahead. It seemed like he was 0-1, 0-2 almost every single guy. Um, and if he didn't even get to 0-2, it was a quick out. It was like two-pitch out, and it would be a weak contact. Like, I don't think they squared up a ball hard the whole whole game. And, um, you know, that, and that was a hot team. That was a hot lineup, too. Like, they've been, they've been playing well since the break. Um, so I mean, for for him to just go in there, I mean, you know, run through Miggy, run through Scope, like just run through all those guys, and with with ease, it seems like um, yeah. that was awesome. And it just seemed like as the game went on, his stuff got better, and and that's what you want to do as a pitcher. It's like 
you're always going to be a little uncomfortable in the first inning, but once you settle in, just keep building, and I, I, that's exactly what he did, and it was awesome. So there's Brad Keller on Daniel Lynch getting that confidence back. Another guy that came up here that then went back to AAA was Jack Zakoar, who's pitching right now for the Omaha Storm Chasers and doing quite well at this point. But this is like some of the stuff Jackson Coar's done this month. I mean, you go back in the month of July. July 3rd goes five innings, four earned runs. July 9th, he gives up one earned run in three and two-thirds. Next outing, five innings, zero earned runs. The next time, six innings, two earned runs. So for the month, 19 and two-thirds innings, seven earned runs. Hopefully you see Jackson Coar up here again. They've got to get these guys. We see what Chris Bubich has been able to do. Like he's been up and down, but you know what? He's dealing through it, and I like it. I like Chris Bubich brings the table. He got that experience last year. Brady Singer's going to have to have that rehab start before he comes back. But again, this rotation, since Brady Singer and Danny Duffy, who was traded the day the Dodgers were placed on IL back on July 20th, Royals starting pitchers are 6-0 with a 2.58 ERA. They've been doing well. Carlos Hernandez. Wouldn't Carlos Rodon getting the win today? It was Hernandez for the Royals. This was uh, Brad Keller on the uh, starting pitcher in the staff's run right now. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing, and I, and I said this a, a while ago. I think that was one thing that, you know, after the All-Star break, we kind of focused on as a starting staff. You know, we lost Duffy and Singer right off the break. It's like, okay, like, we really need to pick it up. Like, we need to be consistent all the way through. That was our one goal for the second half, just be consistent. We've had, we've had really good starts in the first half, and we've had followed by some bad starts. So it's like, Constantly read that rode that roller coaster. It's like we got to stay the ship, and um, I think you know Mike set the tone early, um, coming out of the break, and then I think everyone just tried to follow suit. And I mean, as you've seen, I think we put up seven quality starts um, since the break, which is um, which is huge. And and I think you know that's always uh, going to help winning. I mean, our offense has been who they are all season. They've been really good. Our bullpen's been really good all season. It's like I feel like it's time for us to pick it up as a starting staff, and I think we've done a really good job. And seeing Chris go out there and dominate um, last night against a really good lineup and, you know, Mike doing the same thing the night before or the night before I pitched, um, you know, it's just it's exciting. And, and we're trying to feed off of each other, trying to just constantly build on e- on each other. You know, I, I, I feel like we're tighter now than we have been all season, and it's a lot of fun and, you know, excited to watch um, Carlos go out there and pitch tonight or today. So you go, Brad Keller there, on kind of thoughts of this uh, starting staff. He said of the Fesco in the morning, and has also asked about his own run. And was he tipping pitches like Daniel Lynch? Is that part of the struggles? Brad didn't think so. Um, Not necessarily tipping pitches. It was just more so of, I wasn't really getting into my legs, so um, the ball was flat, didn't really have a whole lot of life, and, you know, whenever I tried to drop the ball down, it'd be like, you know, middle down, and then if I tried to go up, it'd be a ball, so it was like right into the hitting zone for a lot of guys, and, um, you know, and like I said, living on one half of the plate never never is a recipe for success at this level, so, um, yeah, I mean, it was just it, not necessarily tipping, but, I mean, any major league hitter would knew, you know, all season long that I was only pitching to one side of the plate, so they just look out over and, you know, attack the ball. And that's one of the good things, Kramer, of this team. I mean, Brad Keller, I mean, this is the guy now. You know what I mean? Without Duffy here, we can always make that argument. Is it Danny Duffy or Brad Keller? Brad Keller's been the opening day starter. But he's that dude now. 
I mean, yeah, Mike Miner's got the years, the experience as far as the starting rotation. Then there's Brad Keller. Like, you would hope that the rest of the young pitchers, like a Bubich, like a Singer, you know, like a Daniel Lynch, like a Coar, would fill in that rotation. And Brad Keller, at his young age, just had his 26th birthday. By the way, his birthday is the same day as Adalberto Montesi, same day, same year. But the young guy is all of a sudden becoming one of the older statesmen. I remember a few years ago when it was Danny Duffy being the older statesman of the rotation. Now it's Brad Keller's turn to step up and be that dude. I know Miner's here, but Brad Keller's going to be here for longer. I mean, clearly he's going to be there for longer, but still, it's. Uh, I'm glad Brad Keller has locked into his zone, and, uh, and knowing that with this most recent trade that's happened with you know Danny Duffy, we at least get to see the fact that they're going to put they're more relying in faith all into these young guys. I'm with you, but they need him. But man, seeing like Lynch, and hopefully you got to see more. It's a great outing. Like he oh, came back with a when you get sent down. It's a wake up call. It's a wake up call personally, professionally for you. Hey, I got to get better. All guys will say that. You know, Mike Trout got sent down. You know, Moose got sent down. Alex Gordon got sent down. It happens, but it's what you do when you come back. That's the best thing about baseball. It's the game of failure. And it is a game a, of failure. And that's the thing with, say, with Daniel Lynch. He failed. He came back up and he showed what he has. We've seen Brad Keller fail this season, and he kept on to it and kept on grinding. He's actually found the, his groove once again. Like, I'm not going to panic when when Prado gets here, if he struggles. Oh, or you shouldn't panic because of that. Bobby Wood Jr., if it happens, gets him back. Again. I mean, Wander Franco, who granted he had a home run his first game, but still he hasn't done much since. I mean, he may bat like a 278 right now, but still he's he's not the guy that they expected the number one baseball prospect to be on the hitting side because it's clearly there's a difference and change between the pitchers and triple A's the pitchers in Major League Baseball. And Jared so if, Klinik and that, got sit down after going over 39. Exactly. And he made the futures game. Exactly. So, I mean, there you have to you, – you can't keep a short – term fuse on these kids and think that okay they failed we can't bring him back up we hit the panic button right now you just can't do that no you can't you can't hit the panic button at this point so we'll have to see what happens but anyway brad keller the full interview 610sports.com joins festival in the morning 9 35 each tuesday all right kramer let's shift gears and talk kansas city chiefs we come back tyreek hill usain bolt going back and forth See, I live for this stuff, Kramer. I love this stuff. Plus, Chris Jones tells a little story about Jaron Reed in training camp, and we've all been there. At least I've been there. We'll see if you've been there. That's next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 